This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them is. Welcome into the onside kicking. Mark, I mean, if they're on Blog Talk Radio, they're hearing us as usual. Mm-hmm. But if you're and on the full podcast too, if you're on YouTube right now, though, hey guys, how's it going? You can see our wonderful faces as we are here for another week. Actually, I gotta say, mm-hmm. welcome back, buddy. Yeah, you weren't here last off. week. I took a week off. Uh, I don't have any intention to come in here next week. So <laughs> I came for the video podcast. That's what counts. Mark came for the video podcast also with the Bears, how bad as mm-hmm. they are. Mark uh, kind of hitting some Sport. depression here. And mm-hmm. that's Yo, why Mark's been taking out some weeks. If you're, if you're on the YouTube, <laughs> I'm wearing uh, swishy pants. Swishy pants. Right now. I'm wearing my, uh, I think these are Adidas pants because I can't bear to put real pants on. Before we get into the topics, you just reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Waddle and Sylvie this week, and they were kind of discussing, this was Monday, so this was the day after the Bears lost to the Cowboys, Yeah, and they were talking on the air about how, I guess, Lance Briggs on, what is it, CSN or whatever he's on, mm-hmm. um, wasn't wearing shoes. Like, he had his shoes next to him, nice. and was just in socks behind yeah. the desk, and they're talking about how, like, some some of their producers are like, oh, that's weird. I thought, I'm like, you know, if you go back to some of our video podcasts, me and Mark take off our shoes sometimes. I take my shoes off all the time. And we're yeah. just sitting here in socks sometimes. Sometimes I don't really realize my shoes aren't on, and I'm just like, oh, what happened to my shoes? Well, I'll be watching the video podcast during editing. I'll be like, oh, there's the socks. Mark took them off again. They're gone. <laughs> the shoes are gone, guys. But this week, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. We're going to be talking four topics this week. And we've got some Dak Prescott. We're going to be talking some Philadelphia Eagles, throwing in some Carson Wentz. We're going to be looking at Cody Kessler, basically rookie quarterbacks around the board. Mm-hmm. And Because Ricky has finally changed his mind on Dak Prescott. We'll get, we'll get into it. And we're looking at my Minnesota Vikings. But before we get into Dak Prescott, there's a fan base that I have to apologize to. That's right. And that fan base is the Denver Broncos because although you guys have not surpassed my four-win prediction and anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett once said, there's a good chance that slightly good. you guys are going to surpass my yeah. four-win prediction. So I have a new modified prediction for you guys, and this will piss you off the same, but it's got some factual base to it. I figured it out. Last year, I pissed off the 49ers. I said they'd only win one game. Mm-hmm. How many games did they finish with? Five. They won five. So if you do the basic math, five minus one, that's four extra games. That means that Broncos is going to be an eight and eight team this year, which isn't bad. Yeah, but that's what I'm shooting with based off of and, my wrong you know, prediction from and, last and, year. And since we're talking about the Denver Broncos, I did say that Paxton Lynch would be in there about halfway through the season. And I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> I don't know. He might not. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. He might be. not. Um, he is kind of. You know, I, I praise Trevor Simeon for being a smart quarterback. He's from Northwestern, but in case you, you didn't it know. it was kind of laced uh, with a joke. Yeah, and yeah. Now I'm suddenly thinking, I guess he is pretty smart. He's pretty smart. I guess so. I just wanted to apologize to you guys because every with every single win, you guys either comment on that prediction video or tweet at me on Twitter, which I love. Keep and doing I that. respond to you guys. I just needed to apologize to you guys because... I didn't think your defense would be that good. I didn't think Trevor Simeon would be as good as he is. But with that being said, there's another rookie quarterback that is uh, 
exceeding expectations, and that is Dak Prescott. Because I'm going to put it this way, and Dave Oster from the Fast Break podcast during the preseason was like, oh, Dak's the real deal, and part of it might have been trying to rile me, get me going, mm-hmm. because... Because he does I, that. It wasn't that it wasn't that I had anything against Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I just thought, and Chris Collinsworth during that Sunday night game is everything that I hate. I thought that in the preseason we were anointing somebody too soon when mm-hmm. preseason football, let's be honest, isn't real football. But really, if you want to crown his ass, crown his ass. Crown, oh, well, yeah, Dennis yeah. Green all day. But the thing is... Has Dak Prescott played good? Yes. Has he exceeded expectations? Yes. Has he exceeded my expectations? Yes. The thing I to hate— To be fair, he's only thrown one touchdown, the though. The thing I hate is when announcers like Chris Collinsworth go out there and start— can- Oh, I haven't seen—you know it's another quarterback I see do this? Tom Brady. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Let's slow our roll a little bit before we start the, comparing them to the GOAT. The whole uh, primetime football lineup right now, Sunday Night Football, it's, it's been a pain with Chris Collinsworth. It always is. Chris Collinsworth is one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's entertaining. Like I'll give him that. He is an entertaining guy, but I can't stand it's just him. annoying. I mean, just the, I know him. you're going to get upset about this because he's your quarterback. You know, he's your, he's your quarterback. Sam Bradford. The Sam Bradford dick sucking was in. Incredible! It was no, ridiculous. It was. Like they're just, oh my god! And I get it. I get it. He did not have that much time to practice, but he did look good, and though. he did. Yeah. He did. But they were saying that he was the next second coming. Yeah, and I don't. And like, then I'd see that. I mm-hmm. can understand. Don't exactly. do it. Just say and, he's good and he's yeah. exceeding expectations. And then Dak Prescott comes in the next week, and suddenly Dak Prescott is the next second coming. I just, and it's I, like I thought that was Sam Bradford. I can't. Like I can't. Like that's. It's a, the same thing with John Gruden. John Gruden does that shit all day, where it's just like. Every single quarterback is absolutely amazing, and I can't believe what I'm seeing with my eyes. Oh, my God, Spider-2Y banana just happened. I just jizzed in my hey pants. Man, hey, man, we love Spider-2Y we do banana love that. up in here. But it's just like these guys who love these quarterbacks go on and on. and just every. It's like every single game they have to find a quarterback that is mm-hmm. the next best quarterback out there. And I don't want to take things away from Dak Prescott. You guys might remember about Dak Prescott. I was saying that I thought he would be able to impress us, and I thought there were a lot of winnable games on this schedule. Here's the thing. And he's doing exactly that. Here's the thing. And before I get commenters, because we've already got them, and I'm going to read one of them verbatim for you guys. This was on our segment where we said, Dak Prescott, all hype or the real deal. This is a comment that we got today. And it says, y'all's was wrong, dot, 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 ha. Which, my first thought, and this is what I commented, it's only been three games. There's a tougher, like, there's a tougher schedule. Like, the tougher part of his schedule mm-hmm. is coming up. I'm going to get into After that After the in 49ers bit. game. I said, let's wait and see what happens before we jump the gun. Because... I'm in the same position, and I know that commenter came back and said, it's just the preseason. It's just three games. You know the next, right? He's got a point. He does have a point, but the one thing that I think of is I think we're kind of in the same situation for me that we were in the preseason. Has he played good in three games? Yes. The most important thing, and this is what I had told Dave Oster every time he would argue with me that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, is I would say that 20% of being a good quarterback is your athleticism. 
80% of it is what you do with your head. And this is where I am going to give Dak Prescott his due. He has come up and showed that 80%. Coming in, practicing, showing that he can be a leader to this team. That is what I like with Dak Prescott. And that is why I'm not completely against Dak Prescott like I was in the preseason. Mm -hmm. However... I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this schedule, and I know you say after the 49er game, it's still, to me, it's still a tough fort. Like, the only thing that screws up the 49ers is Yo Gabba Gabba at this point. I mean, this was a defense that came out and lights out. I know it was the Rams, but lights out against the Rams, didn't play terribly against the Panthers, and then ran into a Seahawks team that was basically, like, you were going into the 12th man mm-hmm. with a Seahawk team that was just pissed off from losing to the Rams on the road, a team that they shouldn't have lost to because the 49ers blew them out. I think the I think the 49ers on the road could be tough. Then you have a Cincinnati team that's going to be angry because they haven't been living up no, to expectations. I mean, they've been living up to my expectations, but then you're playing not most then you're playing at Green Bay, which at Green Bay alone is just Chalk tough. It to a loss. Where and then week eight after your bye, what you thought was an easy game, you're playing now Carson Wentz. Who's also looking very good. Who is now looking very good. Then you get an easy game in the Browns, but I don't know. Cody Kessler could turn into the second coming, especially if Chris Collinsworth we'll is calling the it. game. And then you're going at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, besides the Brown game and maybe the San Fran game, I'm going to chalk the San Fran game as a medium mm-hmm. on the scale but Cincy, Green Bay, Philly, Pittsburgh, those are some tough games. Let's see what Dak does in those and, the and then reevaluate. The real games, yeah, the games that, that are difficult. Then let's reevaluate. Against him. difficult defenses. That'll be interesting. He's looked good. However, the two teams he's beaten are not good teams. Mm-hmm. The Redskins aren't good. Sorry, Vance. Nope. The Bears aren't good. Sorry, Number Mark. Number one overall. The Giants have looked good. He lost to the Giants. So mm-hmm. let's reevaluate him after the Steeler game. Yeah, and I, I think kind of one of the things that I was saying was uh, initially about Dak Prescott is that I felt like he could do well, mm-hmm. but he definitely was going to have some you know growing pains a little bit here and there. Although he really doesn't have very many growing pains, he just took forever to you know took ninety nine completions to throw a, a touchdown pass, you know, which I would say takes a little bit. Is that um, a problem though? Or like if no, you're if you're a fan not of that if you're quarterback, winning games. well. They've only won. They've won two games, mm-hmm. and really that Redskins game was close. Yeah, they've only. Let's put it this way: they've only dominated one game, mm-hmm. and that was against third stringers, essentially against a shitty team. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But I think that you know he could throw that. It could just be the hump. You know, he get, he throws that one touchdown, mm-hmm. and now he's going to go lights out. He's going to throw two or three a game. I don't know. I hope so. He's on my fantasy team. Um, we don't need to get into why he's on my fantasy team, but he's there. Anyways, I'm trade baiting him. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to. I'm trying and really none, hard to trade bait none him. None of us are biting. I'm just sitting there holding him onto my team thinking one day he's going to play lights out and someone's going to trade for or him. Or Tony Romo will come back and he, he'll be he'll be moot. Yeah, pretty much. Until Romo gets injured again. But I think that's a good point, though, to talk about Tony Romo because the the quarterback controversy is there. Whether you want it or not, it is there. They're going to give the job to Tony. No controversy. My my thing about this is I think it really is going to depend on the game. I mean, we have to, of course, see how Dak Prescott plays. I'm assuming, let's assume that he plays well, win or loss, he's mm-hmm. playing really well. 
if it's like a Steelers game, hell yeah, I'm putting Tony Romo in there. If it's a Browns game, I might leave Dak Prescott in there. I might. See, I, I think I, it really depends on the opponent. See, I'm not. I'd put Tony Romo in, and it's nothing again. Like, and when I say that, before the season, you could lace that with, well, Ricky has something against Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Now I'll say it has nothing to do with Dak Prescott. It solely, it solely has the print, and I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, the Browns suck. Use a better opponent than the Browns in this argument, but I'm still going to use the Browns. Let's say Dak goes out there and you do lose that game. What? Let's say you get to the end of the season. That one game could have gotten you a playoff spot. Could have gotten you a division record, a division lead. Like, I don't think one, it will. One game can make or break a season. And Tony Romo, to me, like Dak Prescott has been good. We still have to see what he can do with this tough stretch coming up. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think with this team, Dak Prescott, you're good with Dak Prescott. We'll see what he does with the next couple games right now. You're good mm-hmm. with Dak Prescott. Tony Romo, though, can push this team to Super Bowl contender. I don't know if I – in the preseason, I believed it. I don't know if I still believe it. A health, if he can stay healthy, and that goes – well, that was the same thing we said with Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy. If Tony Romo can stay healthy with this offensive line, yeah. with Zeke, Cole Beasley won't be the number one target. He'll be throwing to Des Although they more. did just lose an important piece to the offensive line to injury. The point is Tony Romo can step in, mm-hmm. and he's got the he's got the veteran leadership, I'll say, to and the veteran know-how – to, I would say, make this team at least a Super Bowl contender. I think my my big issue with Tony Romo is that a 36-year-old quarterback who has been known to have quite a few injuries uh, has played four games last season, hasn't played a game yet. You know, we're looking at, like, week eight. I just think to the future, and part of this might be me being a little bit scared, and don't get mm-hmm. me wrong on the way I'm saying this, but a little bit scared of seeing the Brock Osweiler situation of how quickly that eroded the trust between a GM and his team. Or, I mean, a GM and his quarterback. Um, not that so that was really a bad thing. So you're supposed to go thing. with Dak Prescott just because you're when you afraid have of a, him leaving? When you have a 36-year-old quarterback who can't stay healthy, he only played four games last year. This year he plays, I don't know, six I think it there there is a time where you move on. And I know people, especially Sean Anderson, wants to say that Peyton Manning though. they moved on from Peyton Manning. And I know it's a little bit different, but they moved on from Peyton Manning because he had a degenerative neck issue. Um but how many times does Tony Romo destroy his back? The back injury is common issue with the man. Here's the thing. And At some point, you got to look to the future for the man's well, health and, and just the team's sake. Here's the main difference. The main difference in these the two situations is, no, it's not that Dak's not leaving because I look at the contracts right now and Tony Romo is under contract until 2020. So is Dak. Mm-hmm. Both of them are up the same year. Here's the main difference, though. Dak Prescott is coming into a team where Tony Romo has been there. He has been the guy. Mm-hmm. This is Tony's team. Like Jason Witten, like Dak Prescott had to win over Jason Witten because Jason Witten and Tony Romo are like this. They're conjoined sure. at the hip. But I would say he's done a pretty good job of winning him over. And if he continues no, no. winning games, I'm not saying he's he going to win that locker room. But here's the thing. 
Tony Romo, this is his team. He's been here this long. Dak Prescott coming in. For Peyton Manning, it was Brock was there. Then mm. Peyton Manning comes in and kind of steps over him, and Brock's kind of probably sitting there like, whoa, I thought I was the guy. Yeah. I was the guy. You drafted me to be the guy. You're bringing this guy in? Mm-hmm. So it's a little, to me, I can see it's a little bit of a different mindset yeah. going I, forward. My big thing is, I, I say this type of thing all the time on the podcast. I, I really try and think long term. Mm-hmm. Um, 36-year-old quarterback, back in, back injuries, played four games. Now he plays six. Last two years, so maybe he plays ten games. At some point, I probably would... I think I would have a very hard time if Tony Romo comes back against the Steelers, if he comes back against the Vikings or the Giants. I would have a really hard time saying, sorry, Tony, you're sitting on the bench. I would have a hard time doing that, and I uh, probably that, would not do that. I will, I'll will. i tell you this, and this is I'm saying this because some people are going to call mm-hmm. right now. Some people are going to say, well, Ricky, you're kind of being a hypocrite because last week when Sean and Brandon were on the podcast, you were talking about Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how the Patriots might move on from a Tom Brady before his contract's up. Long-term, before we get to 2020, there's a chance, a pretty good chance, that the Cowboys could move on from Tony Romo. And the way I kind of see things is— I don't think it's a pretty good chance. I think it's a guarantee they do it before the end of his contract. We've seen teams do it before. The the, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys—the Colts did it with Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. The Packers did it from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. We've seen this kind of, hey, thank you for what you've done, but we've got someone right here. That may happen in the future, but it's not going to happen this season. And that's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying is this season, when Tony's able to come back, it's Tony's team, and he gonna come back. I just don't, don't think. St- don't start this. Dak is no, gonna take the job from Tony. I just don't not. think we have all the information yet. I think we got to see more games out of Dak because if Dak's doing really well. I don't know. Um, it might be time to pull over. You know, and I'm it's just gonna like, say the same thing over, over and over again. Four games last season, back issues. This isn't Tony Romo's fault. But when you had an old quarterback with injury issues, you get worried. You think about moving to the mobile quarterback who can escape some of those issues, uh, who you know is going to do pretty well. And the other thing about the 2020 thing, mm-hmm. 2020, Tony Romo is going to be 40 years old. Of course they're going to move on from him at some point. I really think with Tony Romo, he, I, I'm very certain that he probably comes back and he starts uh, this season. As much as I'm trying to say that Dak Prescott can do it. But the next injury Tony Romo has is the end. I cannot imagine that he has yet another injury when you have a proven commodity. So far, let's see what happens, but a proven commodity in Dak Prescott, one more injury and Tony Romo's done. It is, And here's the thing, and I'm going to say this before we move on, is like I said earlier, I believe that Dak Prescott at this point, we still this tough patch that he has coming up is going to be a really big test for him. But at this point... You're good under Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but Tony Romo can make this team great. I really this don't se- think, though, that this the, season a healthy Tony in Romo the preseason, yes, can make this team great. And I playoff wise, mm-hmm. I would be more. They're not confident. going to the playoffs. I would be more confident Mm-mm. starting a Tony Romo than a Dak Prescott. You don't think this team could go wild card? No, there's going to be two teams in the NFC North. 
there's a good chance there'll be two teams in the NFC East. Neither one of them are going to be the Cowboys. Well, the Giants have looked good. This Giants season. have looked great. Eagles have looked even better. I'm sorry to the Cowboys, but you're stuck in third. You guys can go eight and eight all you want. Still not going to be better than Giants. Still not going to be better than how the Eagles have looked so far. Well, and before we move on, is there anything that we missed that you think we should touch on this Cowboy Dak Romo conversation? No, I mean, I don't think that there's a losing situation in this is why I think if you believe that Dak Prescott should be the guy, if you think they should go back to Tony Romo, you're not going to the playoffs this year, guys. I'm sorry to put it that way. It's, so there's really no lose in this situation. It's Tony's job. Yeah. When he comes, when he's able to come back this year, love it. Like I said last week, love it, list it, hate it, do whatever you want with it. It's Tony's job. I think Tony Romo probably should just retire, though, at this point. I mean, for his own sake, like, those injuries are going to make your life miserable in three years. Yeah, but, hey, if he can, if he's a, and I know it's a big if. He can do what he wants. I know it's a big if, but it's, A, it's hard to walk away from the game. We've seen Mm -hmm. many players say that before. And, two, if you can stay healthy, come mm-hmm. back, and hey, man, you're behind an offensive Eastern, line like he's got. Eastern Illinois quarterbacks, man, they make good coaches. Just saying. Well, Sean, is that a Sean Payton joke? Yeah. Is that a Sean Payton They make joke? good coaches. Tony Romo can coach one day. <laughs> but before we move on, you guys let us know down in the description, not in the description, in the comment section, what you guys think. Would you keep Dak as your starter? What do you think he's going to do during the rough patch of games that we mentioned we're going to move on, though, into the next, and we're going to go from one NFC East team. Notice I'm saying NFC East because this is no longer the least. Mm-mm. They are more like the NFC Beast, it seems. I don't know if we can crown their asses yet, but I, I just may. The Philadelphia Eagles. This team has looked good, and the best thing about this team, my bold, one of my bold predictions that I made on this podcast May come true. Carson Wentz may be the rookie of the year this year. He's looking really good. He's looking a lot better than Zeke is right now. That's for sure. Uh, Trevor Simeon's doing well, you know, uh, but he's not going to compete with, you know, Carson Wentz right now for rookie of the year. Uh, Dak Prescott, as much as we just talked about him, he's not competing for rookie Mm -hmm. of the year, uh, the offensive side. So I don't really know who else it's going to end up being. You know, there are some other other rookie wide receivers who are looking pretty good right now. Uh, But... I really think, you know, Carson Wentz, he's doing just everything he needs to do. He really is. They beat the Steelers. Steelers had a lot of trouble that game. You know, they beat the Browns uh, and they beat the Bears, which isn't that impressive, really. Um, But we're going to see a lot out of them. Like Mm -hmm. when they, in this next stretch, is very similar to Dak Prescott. uh, When they play. I don't want. I mean, the Lions aren't that great either. But when they start playing, you know, a division I'm, opponent in the Redskins, the Vikings, the Cowboys, I'm looking, Giants. That's I'm gonna looking be tough. Vikings. Vikings at even though it's at home, that Vikings game. I'm gonna be looking at that one. And then you're gonna Cow- be scared. And then Cowboys and Giants. Those are on the road. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be looking at those too. And one of the best things I've loved about Carson Wentz is his ability to pick up pressure. And the Bears try like. Teams are trying different things where the Browns week one showed, hey, this is how many people we're putting in the box. We're coming with you with six guys yeah. to try to stop it. And he got the ball out quick. The Bears kind of disguised it a little bit. A little back, have the corner or safety come in, still got it out quick to the wide receiver. And that's been his best go-to is getting the ball out quick. He's been accurate with his throws. 
and he's been using the weapons that this Eagle team has. And, I mean, the one thing that I thought coming in was this wasn't going to be a good year for the Eagles, mostly because I thought that Sam Bradford was going to be your quarterback, and I just didn't think Sam Bradford worked in Not until this in Eagles purple. system. But Carson Wentz, I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I hit, mm-hmm. it out, I hit it out of the park by loving this kid right from the word go after diving into his film and watching it during the draft process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ricky likes to toot his own horn on this one, even I though do. it really wasn't that unpopular of an opinion. Uh, no, it wasn't. But but he still likes to do it. Um, but I, I, I just say it because our mm-hmm. own Sean Anderson would always, his biggest thought was clipboard clipboard yeah he would show me that picture and now he ain't, he ain't holding no clipboard he'll no hold, he'll, he'll let sean hold his clipboard mm-hmm. basically i still do think that in the interest of fairness with what we talked about with deck prescott Goff hasn't started well, well i mean gone sean's argument because sean yeah. said golf would be better i mean yeah golf at some point is going to get off the bench i don't know maybe mm-hmm. maybe not i have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> at this point uh but no in the interest of fairness to what we just talked about mm-hmm. uh with deck prescott Let's let him get into the rough stretch of games. Uh, one, two. It's tough. I, I I have a little bit of a fear right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think they're a better team than last year's Atlanta Falcons, uh, I have a little bit of a fear that they might pull an Atlanta Falcons of start off go really like strong and, and then fuck it up royally. Because part of it is nobody knew. I mean, everyone basically thought that Carson Wentz couldn't handle the NFL. Mm-hmm. Then he got in, and man, did he handle the NFL just fine. So at a certain point, I'm looking to see the first team that gets in there. It's Honestly, it's probably going to be the Vikings, who gets in there and just lights them up. Just picks them off, hits them hard, gets the pressure. I'm looking for that first team that can figure the guy out. And then what happens from there? You know, because somebody's got to figure it out, and then the other teams can use that method and use that strategy to kind of get to him too. And then we'll see how he adapts to it and how that offense changes when they need to. I'm just looking right now, even though he's looked really good, mm-hmm. he has looked really impressive. And I think that I'm pretty convinced that he can have a great NFL career the at one this notch, point. Though, but the he's one... got to, we just got to see at what point people figure him out. The one notch, though, that he does have on Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. is he did play a tough opponent, and yes, it was at home, but he blew out that opponent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I agree with you. We can slow our roll a little bit because it's yeah. only three games into the season. But in this conversation, I kind of want to go, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's give let's give the kid a little bit of mm-hmm. credit because the Steelers were a tough team. Yeah. And they weren't the Bears, weren't the Browns, although, yes, they do have some tough opponents coming up. But let's turn this more on to – what the real topic of this video is on YouTube, are the Eagles a Super Bowl contender? I mean, you, you kind of gave your answer. Though. You look at them right now and you think, sure. Uh, but then you look at the schedule. You know, they got a tough division. I mean, Ricky wants to call it the NFC beast. They've got, uh, and they've got the, some tough games. And here's the thing with Dak and Wentz, same games. They've yeah. got the same games because they're in the same division. Exactly. So when you got to play, of course, the Cowboys and Giants are going to be tough games. Uh, but when you got to play the Seahawks, you got to play the Packers, the, road. the Vikings, um, those are tough matchups. Even the Bengals, even though, like I jokingly said, mm-hmm. they've lived up to my expectations, which aren't that high. I had them missing the playoffs. Um, they'll bounce back, most likely. Uh, so there's some tough games in here. So I, I don't think that they run in the playoffs. I do think they can pull an Andrew Luck rookie year of the Colts mm-hmm. and go in there and take a division uh, or at least a wild card spot, go in there, make some noise, but get bounced out of the playoffs. 
I think they can do that. Uh, and I think that, hell, Carson Wentz could pull Andrew Luck-like situation. Good first couple of years, and then we'll see what happens from there. Andrew Luck's not, it's, it's not his fault that he doesn't have a team around him. Right now, Carson Wentz certainly seems to have a good team built around him. So, it sure will be interesting. Are they Super Bowl contenders? No. They'll lose to the Packers. They'll lose to the Vikings. They'll lose. And, I think they might be able to beat the Seahawks and here's potentially the thing, if and this, the Seahawks play like they did against the Rams. And this also goes, I'm going to throw Dak Prescott into this. The biggest thing when you start talking Super Bowl contenders with a team that has a rookie quarterback, it's hard to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. because Nobody's done it. Well, rookies are, I mean, the closest that we've ever got is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady wasn't technically a rookie. Like it yeah. was his set. It was his first year actually starting multiple games, mm-hmm. but not a. Rookie. But it was his second year. Yeah. yeah, so it was technically he wasn't a rookie. A rookie is what he is. He's a newbie. This is his first year in the league, and it's one of those things where I I look at the divisions right now, and it's weird because I still think that the NFC South is only going to have. One team will it be the Panthers? Will they bounce back? Maybe, but I, I think I believe they will. I think the North has two teams, not three anymore. Thanks Chicago. Um, You're I think, welcome. Number one overall. I think the NFC East could have two teams. I think the Eagles, Eagles and Giants could do it. The only thing that could knock the Eagles out because I do agree. Right now, three games in, which is fucking useless because it's only three games in. I like the Giants as my. Mm-hmm. division leader for the NFC East when it's all said and done. The only thing that could knock the Eagles out is if the Cardinals bounce back. Because right now the Cardinals Cardinals and Panthers are in two different spots, but the Panthers, it's more, are you going to win your division to make the playoff? Because I don't think the Falcons can keep it up. Mm-hmm. But for the Cardinals, it's, hey, can you get everything going, maybe make a wild card because Seattle could turn it on. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's going to be tough. You know, the Eagles have a lot of ways they could get bounced out if one of these NFC South teams uh, does come on. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have shown mm-hmm. signs. The Atlanta Falcons looked great. Um, they looked really great on Monday night. They were an impressive team. Uh, they We kind of referenced last year when they showed signs of being a good team, and then it all fell apart. 49ers, I don't know. Maybe Chip Kelly can get something out of this team. You know, there's one of these things where if you don't win your division, there's obviously nothing locked up. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a competition. And that's why I think it really comes down to the Philadelphia Eagles of do they pull the Atlanta Falcons of last year and start losing games in the later half? Because it's not a cakewalk. They have a difficult, Mm -hmm. basically, after... You know, sorry, Lions fans. You guys went 0-16 once. After the Lions, they've hey, got a Bears, pretty, Bears pretty good schedule. Bears could do it this year. Hey, I'm hoping. Bears Number one overall. this year. Number one overall, baby. I want to see it uh, at this point. So, you know, I just think that the these rookie quarterbacks, they have difficult schedules. Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and Carson Wentz. I'm looking for those good defenses to see what they're going to do, see if they figure something out to stop the man. Uh, or if this whole year he just lights it up, pulls an Andrew Luck, people struggle stopping the guy. I don't know. 
Are they a Super Bowl contender? No, but they certainly can get into the playoffs and make some noise. I think this team could be a wild card team this year. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? No, there's probably a different team that uh, I like a little bit better that has the old purple on maybe. They could win a Super Bowl. I, I, those dreams, blue? those dreams are starting to well come back. Sixteen and zero. This is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think about Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to move on though to another rookie quarterback. Let's just keep the rookie quarterback train going. Why not? Talked about Dak. Talked about Wentz. Talk about talk Jared about, Goff now sitting on the bench still. Let's talk about a guy who this team could have had Carson Wentz. They don't. RG3 gets injured, the Cleveland Browns, if you haven't caught on. RG3 gets injured. Mm-hmm. McCown gets injured. Yeah. Cody Kessler starts this week three. Doesn't play bad. Only got sacked three times. Yeah, the QBR was low, but the quarterback rating was good. He 21 of 33, 244 in the yard category. Yeah, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Terrell Pryor had most of those, but... The thing that I love, and I say that prior didn't have any of the touchdowns, so I was just speaking out of my ass there. Mm. Here's the thing, and Kessler, to me, should have won his first start. Should have won it. But didn't. Kicker couldn't hit the kick. And this is why. This is coming know, from a Vikings fan, I know guys. this is this is where you hear Skip Bayless in the back of your head. Wide left. He thinks that the kicker is not a real player and shouldn't be on the football team because the field goal is not a real football play. But it's part of the game. Really, Cody Kessler did everything that you wanted to try to win the game if you're Cleveland. And the one thing I will give Cody Kessler props for, he put him in a spot to win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in Cleveland, that's all you can hope for, right? Put what, us in the spot. Really, what more could you ask for? And and you look at it, too, because you see that, you know, he's like, hey, he got 11 points in the fourth quarter. That's garbage mm-hmm. time, guys. Let's not get excited. But he did get 13 points in the first half. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you do, I mean, it's the even quarters. Him the, getting, even, the even quarters. Yeah, so it's pretty, you know, it's, it's it's not like everything came in at the end. It's not like we're talking about Brian Hoyer who mm-hmm. showed up in the fourth quarter and suddenly the Bears have decent stats at their quarterback. Uh, go Bears, number one overall. You a little salty there? No, number one overall. Um, but, you know, with Cody Kessler... I, I don't expect to see great thing. I mean, it's the Miami Dolphins. They're a fine team, but they're not a mm-hmm. great team. Uh, you know, there's nothing to be really that excited about. They're going to play the Redskins, and that's going to be okay. Uh, but then you're going to have to play the Patriots. And Tom Brady's there. And Tom Brady is going to burn their houses down in Cleveland. <laughs> he is going to salt the ground He's going to huff and puff and blow the houses Nothing down. Nothing will grow in <laughs> Cleveland from now on. It is done. Uh, but, I mean, they get to play the Titans, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, you got some chances to get a win and not steal the number one overall pick from the Chicago Bears. But the, you just have so many teams that are going to be a lot better than you. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, sure. Cody Kessler threw for like 250 yards or something like that. 244, as I just looked at it. But it's not going to be anything great. You know what Cody Kessler could be? He's the guy. Another stopgap? No, 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 no. Not another stopgap. This year, what Cody Kessler could be, he's the guy that makes everybody not want to chud Hugh Jackson. Because that's the one thing, and I— Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackman, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him, go the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. But the one thing I keep thinking was after week one, after week two, now after week three, I'm thinking, uh, Hugh, 
people in Cleveland were really excited about you. Yeah. And you got to win. Like, I I don't think they're going to go 0 and 16. I think they'll win a game here and there. But with Cleveland, you're always going to associate the chud with Cleveland and the yeah. verb that we came up getting chudded and mm-hmm. fired after your first year. I think Cody Kessler can be the guy to kind of, I don't want to say save you Jackson's job. Give him the excuse. Give him the excuse. Well, not the excuse. Give him the, see, I can work. Like, this is why I drafted him. Let me work with this kid. Mm-hmm. See, but that's the thing that kind of scares me for Cleveland, too, is because Cleveland's going to be very high in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be able to beat the Patriots or the Redskins, steal a game against a division opponent, maybe. Because um, Cody Kessler, like, if this is your first ground base, you got something to build on. And especially with Terrell Pryor, who's but no, a playmaker. That, that's, that's what my fear is, though. They're going to have Cody Kessler, and they're going to say, hey, well, we got a quarterback. He looked all right. And then they're going to have, like, number two overall. Uh, Go get a running back. Get Leonard and, Fournette. And pass up on a great quarterback option. I don't. And they're going to regret it again here, like they're regretting Carson Wentz. Here's the Cleveland plan. And Cleveland fans, listen to me. Do not hate me. Hate Here's em. your plan at quarterback. If Cody Kessler, and this is all depending on at the end of the year. At the end of the year, if you're sitting there going, you know what? We didn't have a great season, but Hugh Jackson can work with Cody Kessler. You keep him as your quarterback for another year. You go out, you get a high pick, you get Leonard Fournette. You give him a run. You give him a playmaker in Terrell Pryor who has been surprising me. Dave keeps telling us that he called it, which I don't remember, but sure, whatever, Dave, you called it. Um, You give him that playmaker, that wide receiver, get him a running back like Leonard Fournette who can just pound the ball up the middle when you need to. And then if you don't like him after a second year, there's going to be a kid in next year's draft called Lamar Jackson who's been doing pretty good things, who can do it with his arm and his legs. So I say with Cody Kessler, if you like him at the end of the season, give him another trial run with Hugh, and if you don't like him, you're in a prime position to get mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson in two years. My problem with that, of course, uh, is— You're always banking on the next guy. Yeah, the you're always guy. banking on the next well, guy. Well, Cleveland. I mean, you know, it's it's a tough thing to do. Um, and, you know, you just went out and got Corey Coleman in the draft. I mean, yeah, he's not playing right now, but mm-hmm. you have this guy. Uh, Terrell Pryor is good. Gary Barnage is good. Another weapon for him. Another weapon for him. But do you really need more weapons? He's got these weapons right now. You need a running yes, back. A running back would you be need nice. A running back. But at the same time, and I know I hate to say this because I always tell you guys, teams that draft quarterbacks will draft more quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But after just missing out on Carson Wentz, it looks bad. And when you are in always fear of being chutted in Cleveland, you sit there and you think, and I know the the head coach isn't making the draft decisions, mm-hmm. but he's got some influence. Uh, he's sitting there going, I can grab any guy I want, assuming that the Chicago Bears haven't grabbed the guy that you want because they're number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get any guy I want. I know I need to get a quarterback because if I don't get great play out of a guy like Cody Kessler, we're going to be right back at the bottom. I'm going to get fired. The Cleveland Browns will not give you enough time. And they had a shit ton of draft picks this year. They are building that team up. They've got the Eagles pick, too. Yeah, the the quarterback is a valuable thing at this point. Uh, But with all this being said, 
We saw Cody Kessler play one game. Yeah. We're going to see he's, more he's out got, of him. He's got to play a lot more. That's, and that's I think the story of it. My, my thought with the Cleveland Browns at this point, uh, Browns fans might disagree, but I don't think I don't see what there is to disagree with. Uh, at this point, Cody Kessler is your starter for the rest of the year. No, yeah. For my eyes. Just Do let it. him play. I mean, you Why not? You weren't going to go to the playoffs anyways. RG3 showed in one game that he's just going to get injured like always. McCown's not the answer. Just let Cody Ke- let Cody Kessler mm-hmm. play. See what he can do with Hugh Jackson. Yeah, that, that, that's because that's you know what you it. have with McCown. You know that McCown is never going to do enough mm-hmm. to really get you anywhere. He's so serviceable. Find out what Cody Kessler is on his best day. He's serviceable to me. Yeah. So find out what Cody Kessler mm-hmm. is, and maybe you get to go have the benefit of doing Ricky's situation of hey, he looks pretty good. We can go get a running back. Or you know you need a quarterback. Let's put it this way. Even if you're not sold on my system of get ideally ideally I would say with your two picks, get Fournette early because the Bears won't go running back. I'm sorry, the Bears will probably go Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Kaiser or whatever quarterback they want to take number one because the people I feel like the public is going to kind of pressure that quarterback, even though I don't think Ryan Pace is necessarily a guy who would buy into it, but people are going to pressure the move on from Jay, move on from Jay rhetoric. Sorry, Mike Rankin. Um, no, I think he will. But the thing with Cleveland is you can either go Fournette early, defensive player late. You can go Fournette, Chad Kelly, Fournette quarterback in that first round. Mm-hmm. You've got things to do. So if you don't want to wait until Lamar Jackson comes out and you don't want to bank on having another high pick, you can do that. Yeah. Like you guys have options. You guys can package both of your first rounders and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. if he resigns with the Patriots, or sure. or if the Patriots want to get rid of Tom Brady, kind of Brett Favre situation. You can trade for Tom Brady. Wouldn't that be cute? Bill Belichick's uh, old team gets, <laughs> gets Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. and, and then, then Tom, Tom Brady will just Tom, explode or something. Tom Brady follows Elway and Peyton Manning as. I'm going to walk off on a Super Bowl, and that's Cleveland's only Super Bowl ever. Tom Brady. No, they wouldn't even make it. You don't think Tom Brady could win a Super Bowl? That's the no. thing. It's could, Cleveland's. Could Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in Cleveland? That's a better question. No. You don't think so? It's Cleveland. It's a factory. Could LeBron James win a Super Bowl in Cleveland? Probably. LeBron's could do it. <laughs> what position does he want to play? Don't care. He could probably do Anything. it. Anything. Tight end, quarterback, just get, give LeBron mm-hmm. The ball. The moral of the story on Cody Kessler, everybody, is I think it's obvious. Let's watch some more games. And isn't that the moral of the story with all these quarterbacks? It's the thing about the rookies. Uh, let's, let's watch some more games. Let's see what they got still. I know everybody right now is talking about, oh, there's no experience needed for the NFL. You can just come in and light it up. But this Wait happens the all playoffs. the time. Wait till the playoffs when the more veteran quarterbacks are leading their remember, teams in divisionals and I know he wasn't games. a rookie, but remember Colin Kaepernick currently sitting on mm-hmm. the bench. Man, did he light up the NFL and almost win a Super Bowl the first chance he got. Mm-hmm. And what's he doing now? He also, had, he also had a good system with a good head coach Yep, at the time with Jim Harbaugh. But you guys know the spiel. Let us know down below what you guys think of the Browns, Cody Kessler. What do you think of my plan for the Browns? Am I crazy? Probably let me know down in the comment section. We're going to move on into our last topic, and usually you're probably sitting there going, whoa, usually you only have three guys. What's up with the fourth topic? That Cody Kessler topic was kind of an extra one that I threw in. Mark said, eh, fuck it, let's go with it. It's so fun. we did. Now we're going with our kind of show stopper topic, and 
the Minnesota Vikings. They've looked good. They've looked, to me, exceptionally good because Teddy went down. I got super, like, I don't want to say emotional, but I got super sick to my stomach. I cried. Teddy, I feel for you. I think about you every day. He's going to come back. You're going to come back strong. Don't rush back. We'll be here for you. Then AP goes down, and, Mm -hmm. like, it's another thing where I go, why to us? And I'm thinking, I didn't kiss of death this team. You guys deserve it. I didn't kiss of death this team. But the one thing I think with this team, and this is, I yet, yet again, only after three weeks, but we beat the Panthers, who you could say haven't looked good this season. They haven't. But they should be 2-1 and because they, they should have beat Denver. Um, this is a team that very good defensively. Sam Bradford has looked good in two games. Maybe this team doesn't need AP to make the play. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say make the playoffs. Let's mm-hmm. not go anywhere yeah. crazy. And Sam Bradford's looked good where I, I, I'm sitting here going, I'm confident that I, I am confident right now that we can win the division, especially after beating the Packers uh-huh. and then beating the Panthers. Am I crazy? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. All right. the No one's going to deny that the Vikings defense is really good. No one's going to deny that. Uh, the worst thing that happens with AP being injured is that Sam Bradford doesn't have the guy to, to hand the ball off to. You know, I, I know that uh, McKinnon and, and Asiata are fine. They're good running backs, um, but they're not Adrian Peterson running backs. Mm-hmm. So it just comes back to the same thing, the injury. We just need to keep Sam Bradford happy and not happy, healthy uh, for well, the Vikings to win. If he's healthy, win. he's happy. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, he's happy no matter what. He's collecting paychecks. What does he care? <laughs> um, he's collected paychecks to sit on the bench for years now. So if he stays healthy... Life is great. I, I can't really see the Vikings losing the division. Um, if he gets hurt, obviously it's a completely different story. The mm-hmm. thing that scares me for your Minnesota Vikings is that Aaron Rodgers woke up. Uh, he decided, I think I'm going to play some football today. And he went out there and he kicked some ass. But it was the Lions. He still kicked some it ass. It was the Lions. First half, man, did he destroy. Second half, that team looked like a casual Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. team. But... That's what scares me. Uh, even in that Jaguars win, they still scored more points than the Vikings score in a win. And that's the thing that I, that I think kind of makes me fear for the Minnesota Vikings winning the division. It's just that Aaron Rodgers can go out there and put points up on anybody that's not the Vikings. And you only play the Vikings twice a year. So if you See, win more games than the Vikings like, do, obviously John Madden says you get the win. You win the division. That doesn't concern me, though, because... The lot this year, looking at it now, based on what I've seen three games, the Lions. I think I think we can beat them two times. At at the very least, like at least we'll split. But I think we can sweep them. The Bears at this point, <laughs> I was stupid. Number one overall, I was stupid to give them the game at Soldier Field that Monday night to win. We're gonna sweep the Bears, no problem. And guess what? Even if we lose in Lambeau, we split with Lambeau last year and still won the division. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're saying, and I know every game counts, but I kind of look at our schedule, and the Giants are good, but we're playing at home on Monday night. We're playing at home. Like You, you even said to me and Sean, you're not playing Eli this week. 
That means you're a little bit scared of this Viking defense. Nope. Just a little bit. Not scared at all. I just don't want Eli to throw interceptions. <laughs> you just don't want Eli to throw interceptions. Because he likes to do that. Houston, who, as of today, right before mm-hmm. we were going to record the podcast, looks like J.J. Watt's not going to be playing that game. Yeah. He could be going to the hospital for his back now. I mean, the Eagles in Philly, that's going to be a good game. Bears, no contest. Lions, I think we can win. Redskins, I think we can win. Cardinals, it depends on if the Cardinals wake up or not. Lions win. I'll say Thursday night with the Cowboys. Let's see who's playing that game. Might be Tony Romo. Might mm-hmm. might be Tony. So I'm not going to say for sure win. Jaguars win. Colts, I think we can win. Green Bay, I'll give it to Green Bay. Bears win. What I say, like two lo- two or three losses. But see, the most? problem that we have is the same thing we talked about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Packers are going to play the same teams. And the Packers are in the same situation. The Vikings will win because they got a really good defense. The Packers will win these games because their offense well, can light it and up. And here's the thing I think this division will come down to. And like I said, it it don't it don't matter. Like, we could beat the Packers. The Bears might win one game this year. And that game, one game against the Packers because you guys will play up. Mm-hmm. Will it probably happen? No. But I think at the end of the at the end of the year, we'll either finish one win better than the Packers, or we'll get a tiebreaker over the Packers, and that tiebreaker will be that mm-hmm. first game that they after, let slip away after Aaron Rodgers played his "fuck you" game to everybody saying that he was done. I just don't. I can't count them out yet. I really can't do oh, it. I'm not counting them out. They're going to be like we are talking about two teams that are going to be divisional wild card. Mm-hmm. Vikings and Packers are making the playoffs this season. You can book it. Book I just, it right now. The I mean, sure, the Giants have a good defense. Watch now that I say that Sam Bradford's going to get injured this week, and Sean Hill's going to be the quarterback. First play of the game. Ugh. First play of the game. Please don't. Please don't. You know, Please I, don't I just wish that the, on me. You know, yeah, Giants have a good defense, mm-hmm. um, but then when we're going forward, there's not many teams that are going to scare the Packers. You know, the Seahawks obviously will. The Texans, because J.J. Watt will probably be back at that point. Um, that's a really late December game. But I don't know if I'm Aaron Rodgers. None of those team, none of the rest of the teams on the schedule are going to scare me in the slightest. I, it's just going to be so neck and neck. So I don't want to say that it's the Vikings division to lose. I think that it is a dead heat to the very last game when uh, Packers get to play last three games. The Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. And for your Vikings, it gets to be the last two games, Packers-Bears. So, that's going to be a big one. That Packers at Lambeau game, Mm -hmm. December 24th, Christmas Eve, it's going to be a great one. That's going to be such an important game. Such an important game for you guys. Or for the Packers. I don't want anyone to twist my words. When I was saying the, oh, they could win that, I'm not saying it's not going to be an important game. I don't want anyone to say, well, Ricky's throwing that one away. It don't matter to him. Yes, it's going to be important. I I think we have it in us to go exactly like last year, maybe get a game on the Packers in that game. I don't know if I believe that you Vikings can play out in the cold with your nice fancy stadium with its half, uh, what is is it the thing, 60%? Like 60% of the sun is let in through the roof now? What the fuck does that mean? You know, no, I don't. I don't believe you guys are your fancy stadium. You guys can't play outside like a real team. Get a real stadium. Go back to playing at the Gopher Stadium. Yeah, no, 
No, we're, we're, we're not going to do that at all. We're not going to do that at all. No, I just, I really, I still think that you can't, it's a too close to call type of scenario mm-hmm. here. I can't give it to one team or the other. Vikings have a much better defense than the Packers. Packers have a really good offense now that the, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson's not there. Well, and that's the thing is how is that loss going to hurt us? And I, I feel weird for thinking about this. I don't really, I'm not really like nervous that he's not out there. Because you're, you're drinking the uh, Sam Bradford Kool-Aid. Well, it's, I, uh, I want to make this comparison, but I don't, but I'm going to make it anyways. There you go. That's a classic rookie move. It, it's kind I kind of think of mm-hmm. uh, 2007. Yeah. What what team am I talking about, Mark? 2007. I don't remember. You're wearing them on your head. Mm, I don't remember this. You're wearing them on your head. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really good defense. Mm-hmm. Rex Grossman was your quarterback. Rex Grossman was your quarterback. Got to the Super Bowl. Never I'm not heard saying, of him. <laughs> I'm not saying the Vikings go Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm, <sighs> but maybe like a Brett Favre throw the interception in the championship game. I think we can make a run, especially with like especially if the Cardinal and the Panthers start mm-hmm. kind of like continuing their like whoa are we in hangover mode season yeah. this year I I think we could be primed for it mm-hmm. I think we could be primed for it I mean yeah. this is a chance where like and that's why I think that this div- like not just the division but the entire conference right now is the Vikings to lose because right now we've come out and the the whole kind of theme of this podcast has been it's only three weeks. Yep. But after three weeks, I think they're the early favorite in the NFC because of every other, like, we've either seen absolute garbage. Well, not absolute garbage, but teams not look like, well, the Cardinals this past week were absolute garbage. But just underperformance from mm-hmm. teams that we picked to go to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game. And then, like, other teams like the Packers where it's like, yeah, you look like duds against the Vikings, but then you look like the second coming against Detroit where the Vikings right now, I think this defense can carry us. Yeah. And we are going to, I will say this, we will go as far as that defense takes us. Well, I think the defense is going to drag the team and Sam Bradford is going to be there keeping up. Or, like we said before, it all comes down to his health. If he gets hurt, Sean Hill's not going to keep hey, up. Two of my bold predictions so far coming true. Wentz looks like rookie of the year. Bradford hasn't gotten injured. Not yet. Maybe I mean, three. Do, do, here's the thing with that bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Do I get a little bit of a pass because week one he didn't play, but it wasn't because of an injury? Do I get a little bit of a pass because I said he'll start all 16 or he'll be healthy all 16? Start and healthy all 16. Do I get a pass for that week one? Because yes, he technically he didn't did. play. Sam Bradford played. No, he didn't. It was Wait, Sean well. Hill that game against the Titans. Oh, yeah. That right. was the Sean Hill. So I was yeah, just asking, right. do I get a pass? Because um, yeah, I'd I give it to you. Because I could see you going, no, no. He, no. He, he, he didn't play all 16. You know, Ricky, <laughs> on an average day, I probably would say, hell yeah. No, it does not count. But you're right. You're right. I'll give it to you. I kind of forget that the Vikings are a football team. So, you know. Any last things before we wrap this uh, whole kit and caboodle up? This no, week? I, I think uh, this obviously week four, this is the end of the first quarter of the football season. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like to make a big deal out of it. Um, 
I, I just want to point out, of course, that it's week three, and let's all remember the Atlanta Falcons last year. Looked amazing. We all thought and suddenly they were back, and then they Started just six and were nothing after that. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen still. If your team is down and it's not the Chicago Bears, uh, there is still hope. It can get back up. Chicago Bears, number one overall. Uh, there is still hope. Spoken no truer than a true Chicago win. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast this week. Whether you're on Blog Talk Radio, don't forget to hit that follow button and make sure to stay tuned for every podcast here. Fast Break, Primetime Podcast, Wait What Happened, a graphic conversation, Behind the Pen, everything here at MVP. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching us this week, looking at our two beautiful mugs. This is where I pitch all the usuals. Follow us on Twitter at Ricky Widmer at the Mark Weber. Hit us up on Patreon if you loved, loved on YouTube watching our faces. This is where I kind of talk to you guys. You want to see more of this? Check out our Patreon. It's right there down in the description. We want to do better things for you. The one that I'm really kind of being honest with you guys is we want to get lapel mics, the ones that you kind of clip to your shirts. However, we need a little bit of help. Yes, the the advertisement money helps from YouTube, the views, the likes, the subs, the love that you guys give us. But we want to we want to make this product better for you guys. We want to do better things. One of the, one of the ideas we had is a Madden tournament mm-hmm. where it's let's say me versus Mark. We got the lapel mics on. However, we need to get those lapel mics before we can do that and have that to the product that both me, Mark, Sean, Mike. Us that Dave, Brandon, that we all want. Yeah. Unless you want a silent video, which I know none of you want because you want me to trash talk Mark all day while I'm beating his ass with the Vikings. That's just I how I do. I haven't played you Madden yet, so that probably will well, happen. Mark would be the Bears, and I'd just wipe the floor with him, even with Jay Cutler out there. Sorry, Mike Rankin. But thank you guys for listening, watching, tuning in, hitting that subscribe button. I want to thank you guys yet again for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.